0: All oh, right, right. going to go very quickly into the Word today. Pastor has been uh, sharing with us and uh, the vision for this year is renewing and restoring. Renew and restore. And the uh, Holy Spirit is speaking very strongly. When he first shared that with me, I'm like, what to restore? What, what restoring? Restoring in the 80s, we already did that. In the 90s, we already did that. But the more I seek the Lord, that God is explaining it, the Holy Spirit is bringing it Uh, Giving me clarity, and I'm excited to share what God wants to speak this morning. Are you ready, leaders of the church? So, the first thing in this season, the first thing that the Holy Spirit wants to restore is our identity as a church. Our identity as a church. What is the identity of the church? We are the bride of Christ. Amen. We are. The bride of Christ. So let's restore our identity as a church. Just get this right first. Ephesians 5.22. Sounds like, it's going to sound like a marriage talk. Now, mind, you just take, <laughs> take it to me. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. And also, who? Christ is the head of the church. Come, read with me. And he is the saviour of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for her, that He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word, that He might present her to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any blemish, but that she should be holy and without blemish." And the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So today, like the Apostle Peter, I'm also speaking concerning Christ and the church. It's not a marriage workshop, but if you take it as a marriage workshop, it's okay, whatever works for you. So our identity is the bride of Christ. Restoring this. Now, in uh, the Old Testament book of Hosea. There's this prophet called Hosea. You know Hosea. Hosea was a very, he was a bachelor, a single guy prophet going around prophesying and the word of God. And God told him to go and marry a prostitute named Gomer. Okay. He goes, he marries a prostitute. Her name is Gomer. He marries her. Hosea marries Gomer. They live happily. They got three children. One kid after another, one kid after another. After a while, she goes back into her old life. She goes back into adultery. She starts sleeping around. She goes back into prostitution. And Gomer is still trying to work, trying to do the work of the Lord. He's going around trying to minister. You know how difficult it is? Hey, your wife is a prostitute. Lah, your wife and you are preaching the Word. But he continues to do this. And then, in Hosea 3, the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again. Even though she commits adultery with another lover, this will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and loved to worship them. So here is Gomer. God told him to go and take his wife back. He goes to the red light district, looking for his wife. He finds her. She's now not the same person that she used to be. She's beaten up. She's dirty. Maybe even got disease. Wearing tattered clothes. She's in a very, very bad shape. He goes and says, "Hey, Gomer, it's me, I'm Hosea. She says, I want to take you back. I'm here to bring you back." And she says, look at him. She says, "You're here to take me back? Yeah, I'm here to take you back." But before he can take her back, the pimp or the mama son cannot. He owes me money working under me. You need to pay me first. So whatever he has in his pocket, the the word says, I had, he says, I had with me like 15 shekels and um, five measures of barley and I got some wine. Whatever he had, he just paid. He took her back. He took the wife back. You see, God is Hosea and we are Gomer. The church, we, guys, we are Gomer. We are the unfaithful, we are the idolatrous, we are the sinners, we are the one caught in sin, caught in a mess. And God didn't buy us with 15 shekels of silver and some loaves of barley and all. He bought us with the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. The precious blood of His only Son, Jesus Christ. Yes. Why did He do all these things? He's teaching Israel about His love for the church. He's teaching us about His love for the church. We are His bride. Amen. We are precious in His eye. He wants you to know that this is the bride of Christ. When He restored the wife, it's a a picture of Jesus restoring the church. You are more precious than some shekels of silver. You are more precious than loaves of barley. You are more precious than some wine. He paid you with the ultimate price. Amen. Amen. So you understand how important you are. Keep that one first. Get that identity back first. How important the church is, the bride of Christ. So how, knowing that we are the bride of Christ, the church is the bride of Christ. How do we treat the church? How do we treat one another in the church? How do we treat the church as the bride of Christ? Do we honour her? Do we neglect her? Do we cherish her? Do we serve in humility? To be lord over her? Like my father said, to will be a boss and lord over the, the bride of Christ. Can or not? No. See, the same principles in marriage is the same principles in the church. That's why I'm talking about marriage today. That's how God painted it. He wants to restore our identity. First Peter 3, 7. In the same way, husbands must give honour to your wives. Honour your wife. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of a new life. Treat her as you should so that your prayers will not be hindered. See that? Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. That means you don't honor your wife, guess what? Your prayers will be hindered. Uh Uh-oh. New revelation, right? (laughs) You didn't know right. You don't honour your wife, your prayers will be hindered. Whoa. Not not what I say, it's what the Bible says, it's what the Word says. He's talking about our wives. This is our natural wife, our bride. How much more the bride of Christ? How much more the bride of Christ? You don't honour the bride of Christ, don't you think your prayers will be hindered? (laughs) Hello? You treat the bride of Christ badly, your leaders badly. You think he will answer your prayers? I'm talking very basic thing, you know. Natural thing. I wanted to buy, uh, we just celebrated our 17th anniversary. I wanted to buy something nice for my wife. I don't know what to buy. So I asked the Holy Spirit what to buy. And in my heart, He said, just go to this shop. Go to this shop. I don't know what to buy from that shop. I just go walk in and the lady said, oh, this thing is on promotion. You know, you get this, you get this, you get this. I'm like, I don't know. She likes this or not. Use this or not. I buy lah. I buy. I give it to her. Turns out, is exactly what she wanted, what she needed and what she wanted at the right time. Hello? Amen. You know, my mom likes this. <laughs> can clap. Yes. So when, when you want to honour your wife, God speaks so clearly. When I wanted to honour my wife, God can speak so clearly. You know, you can ask God to do something. When you, when you tell God you want to honour your wife, God, I want to honour my wife. I want to do something nice for her. That is one of the fastest ways He's going to speak to you. Because God loves marriages. He loves it when you learn to honour your wife. Amen. It's one of the fastest ways He will speak. How much more when He comes to, to the church? God, I want to honour you. I want to honour the bride of Christ. I want to honor, do something for you. He will speak to you very, very fast. Very, very fast. One of the fastest ways he was speaking. Just something about marriage. When two become one, when you work on your marriage, you're working on yourself. Hello, he who loves his wife loves himself, the scripture says. That means you're working on your marriage, you're working on your wife, you're also working on yourself. Two is one ma. My dad also shared a story similar to this. Many years ago he was in Australia in the eighties and he wanted to buy something for my mom. And he was with this pastor. And the pastor stayed outside. He didn't go in the, the, the mall with him. My father went in. He went and bought something. He came out. And the pastor wrote down everything that he bought for my, my mother. You bought this, this. It looks like this. Well, what he bought? And he told my dad. See, God showed me what you bought. Why? Because God is concerned even with these small things that you want to honour your wife, you want to bless your wife, God knows. How much more when you want to do for the bride of Christ. We are all here today because we want to honour, we want to serve the bride of Christ. Amen. 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 We are the bride of Christ. Amen. Yeah. So how he speaks to Israel through Hosea is so powerful. Amen. Love your wife like Christ loves the church. and Love the church like how Christ loves the church. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. So if people are bad-mouthing my wife, talking bad about my wife over here, you think I like to hang around them? out with them They talk bad about my wife oh, Your wife, huh? like that, like that, like that No good, I want to go and hang out No, no way Correct or not? You, you won't hang out with anybody who consistently tarot your wife No chance You will defend her You will stand up for her You will fight for her You're not going to sit there and listen to people talking about your wife So, how can we hang around people who are bad-mouthing the bride of Christ The church You're just going to sit down with them Hang out with them. People who hunt them, your pastors, hunt them, your leader, hunt them, your cell group. Oh, you see, you, you you know you never hunt them, but you are sitting there and thinking. You think Jesus is with you <laughs> when you are sitting with people who hunt them, the bride of Christ. Do you think the Christ is also there? Hello, we want our prayers to be unhindered prayers. He will hinder your prayers. <laughs> oh, very quiet today. I'm hitting something, Pastor, Correct. <laughs> He's not only going to be quiet, he's going to be against you. You come against my wife, I'm against you, man. I will fight you. I will take you out. I don't care. You're bigger than me, whatever. We will come against you. You think Jesus is going to keep quiet? He knows how to defend his wife. Amen. He knows how to defend his bride. Where is the loyalty? Where is the faithfulness? Some say, I didn't talk bad, ma. They all only talk. I just sit there, (laughs) man. But you cannot, (laughs) you're not supposed to even be sitting there. Some don't talk mad, but they compare. Compare your wife versus my wife. My husband, very good no. He bought for me jewelry, bought me diamond, take me holiday, your husband got ah? Then this little girl, my husband never la, go home. You useless fellow, you never take me holiday. That fellow girl, her husband so good, you know, bought her a new BMW, You, you still with the Myvi. Compare, why you compare? Hello, can we compare the church? I saw this interview uh, of this guy. He said, he's sharing this with tears in his eyes. He said when he was, he's a grown man. He said when he was five or six years old, every day after school or what, he would go to his auntie's house. His mom will be there and his auntie, the mom's sister lah, okay? So the mom's auntie every day will bash the husband. Your husband lah, useless guy lah. Your husband is like that. Your husband is like this. Your husband is like that. What's wrong with your husband? You know, Patricia's husband just bought her a diamond ring. You know, my husband just booked me a holiday somewhere. Why your husband is like that? So she's banging the sister's husband. And this small boy is watching his father get bashed every day. So the moment the husband comes home, his mother will lash out at him. Suddenly, just fight. So he's thinking, hey, what happened? Now? Where's this anger coming on? coming from? Where's all this... Hate coming from, I just went to work. I come home suddenly, I cannot blast. He did not know there's a proxy war going on behind the scenes. It's a proxy. Every day she's sowing seed. Your husband useless, your husband this, your husband that, your husband that. And that lady is absorbing, absorbing. She come out and burst at the husband. And, and in the end, they They, they divorce. Did that voice? And he's crying. He's telling his story. He's crying. Because somebody was sowing seed constantly. The husband was not even in a war. It was a proxy war. And he was the collateral damage. He got the damage from the war. So why you want to allow these kind of things come into your lives? Why you want to let other people destroy your marriage? Why you want to let people destroy the bride of Christ? Destroy your relationship with your leaders? Destroy the relationship that you have in your family? Hello? I'm speaking to somebody. Proxy was behind the scene. They never talk back. They just compare ni. Compare, compare, compare. Your worship team like that. La. My church worship team like that. La. Your pastor like that. Hey, my church, pastor power. Your, your, your cell like that. La. My cell, even better than yourself. Compare, compare, compare. You compare, compare, compare. How you like if somebody compare your wife <laughs> with... with you, you, your wife lah. Okay, let's say you're the wife. You compare. You listen to these two guys talking. Hey, his wife's so nice, you know. Always smell nice. Always look nice. Hair on point. You know, she takes care of herself. She goes to the gym. My wife, uh, I come home, uh, is the Kung Fu Hustle lady. The hair rolls with the hair. Sitting there with the slippers, with the bathrobe there, with the cigarette. <laughs> Waiting for me to come home. Who was you to marry the Kung Fu Hustle lady? <laughs> Don't compare. <laughs> Don't compare. Comparison is the thief of joy. Be happy with where God has planted you, where He's placed you. Amen. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to hang out with people who left the church. I don't say only friend with my church. I don't friend with other church. No, we got lifelong buddies, lifelong friends in all, all other churches and all. It's fine. We are all the bride. Don't say, don't talk about my church only. Don't talk about other people's churches. So that's also the bride. Hello? The problem happens when they start to compare. You can hang out with everybody when they compare. Hey, your church like that? My church like that? Your church like that? That's a red flag. Don't entertain. <laughs> Correct or not? We, when you, 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 we must get this into our head. When you are comparing your pastor versus my pastor, your church versus my, you are comparing the bride of Christ. You're not comparing A versus B. No. You are comparing the bride of Christ. And God does not like that. We need to understand this. Let's get it in. Let's restore our identity. Know who we are. We are the bride of Christ. Love your wife like Christ loves the church. If you love your wife, you won't badmouth her. You won't compare her. You won't let people badmouth her. You won't let people compare her. You will cover her. It might not be perfect. She might not be perfect. But yet, you cover her. That's what we do. Amen. And how many times has the Lord covered us? His love covers a multitude of sin. We listen about, I'm talking to leaders, so I can be a bit transparent. We see this great preacher suddenly stumble, this great guy suddenly a It is not suddenly. It is years and years of build up, build up. God has been covering them, never expose you over and over again, give you chance to repent, give you a chance to repent again and again. When they refuse, when they're constantly stubborn, then He has to expose because He loves them. I don't expose you, you're going to go all the way to hell. Hello? That is our God. He covers us. How many times He covers me? Thank you, Lord. I appreciate it. You never expose me. Hello? Amen? He covers us. He's a good God. So when you... When, we, when people talk about, maybe our church is not perfect, our leaders not perfect, nobody is perfect. What do we do as leaders? We cover. Let's cover one another. Love covers a multitude of sin. When God sees you applying this work, applying these words, He will bless you. Learn how to love like how He loves. Love covers. Hello, any problem in the family? Let's talk, let's discuss. We don't expose, go and talk outside, all these things. Christ does not like that. Amen. Let's not badmouth each other. Let's not badmouth other churches. Restore our identity. We are the bride of Christ, being washed by the Word. Who is the Word? The Word became flesh. Who is the Word? Jesus is the Word. Amen. Let's make a stand as leaders. Whether we like it or not, we have to be role models role models of our family, the people around us in our ministry, our circle of influence. We are representing the King. We cannot afford to be inconsistent. Amen. So this next season, for this year, first thing to restore is our identity. Can or not? Absorbing, uh? can or? Uh? Digesting. Amen. It's a good word. Now, the second thing the Holy Spirit wants to restore, our identity as leaders. We are unworthy servants. Last Sunday, I preached in uh, in church and we had lunch in the banana leaf. Joanna Joanna, Stephens postponed birthday. We had nice makan. And I'm sitting and talking to my dad and he says, normally Monday is uh, accountability day for pastors, for preachers. So I asked... The Lord, what is accountability day? Uh? <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> is accountability day. So I'm just, thank you for the word. Thank you for trusting me with your word. I hope I did okay. <laughs> you know, and all this thing. And I read this thing, is in Luke 10, it says this. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing and looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper? get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. I'm like, wow. God is speaking to me about accountability Monday. Don't expect a bonus. (laughs) Don't expect a big pat on your back. Good job. What our attitude should be, thank you, Lord, what's next? I didn't do anything extra. I just did what was required. That is our attitude when we serve the Lord. Hello. We need to restore, change our mindset back to this identity. We are unworthy servants. Humility. He's the master. I am your servant, Lord. Whatever you say goes. The fear of the Lord now, we talk about the fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is very simple. Fear of the Lord means... Your will instead of mine. That's all. If it is your will, it is, it is the fear of the Lord. If it is my will, I'm putting the fear of the Lord aside really. The fear of the Lord is simple. Lord, what you want to do, I will do. So we, He is the master. We are just His servants. When we get this attitude right, He will bless you. He will give you bonus. He will give you more grace. He will give you more revelation of the Word. He will give you more anointing. Amen. That's how God works. Suddenly you see increase. Suddenly what was so difficult becomes so easy. That is the grace and the anointing that He will pour over your life when you know how to humble yourself. And yes, Lord, I'm serving You. I don't deserve anything. What's next? What can I do next? After I work in the field, I come back. I stand at the table while You eat. Lord, what's next? What do You want me to do? Is there anything else You want me to do for You? We are not here to serve in pride. Wow, I've done such a great job on Sunday. I preach a great message. How great are my gifts. Sing with me, how great did I preach. All will see how great, how great are my gifts. No, no, it's not about you. Amen. It's about humility. It's about sit down, be humble. We are unworthy servants, Lord. I am not worthy to be here speaking. I'm not here to even carry your word, but yet you chose me. Yet you call me. Amen. So let's serve Him with humility. We are in places of positions of authority, places of leadership. We do not boss people around. Keep quiet. Listen to me. I tell you what to do. No, that's not how we serve one another. Amen. Let us serve. This is the accountability that God is seeking as leaders. I've done what you asked me. What snakes? What snakes? We've got friends in high places and he's got friends in low places. He loves it when you are humble in spirit. Mary's song, he lifts the lowly. He's done great things for me. He does not lift the high and lofty. You did great things for yourself. What for I want to lift you? When you humble yourself before him, Lord, I'm here to serve. I am an unworthy servant, yet I will serve you. Guess what? He will lift you up. Amen. Honor will come after humility. You want recognition, you want positions, you want titles. I got bad news for you. You came to the wrong place. Maybe you can try the church next door. Today they got a revival meeting. What is the mammal in the sea call? Whale whale. Again, So <laughs> don't, do record that one, Tai Pusam joke. Only can use today. So, <laughs> faithful in little, He will increase you with much. I'll give you more grace for bigger things. Just be faithful. How can I please you, Lord? How can I make you proud of me, Lord? How can I make you happy, Lord? This is the attitude we must bring as leaders. Amen? Restore our identity, as leaders because God is doing a good thing in this place the anointing is stronger in this place the power and the word of God is stronger in this place, miracles are happening in this place amen, he's doing a good thing, let's continue to be on the right track I just summarise now, finish it so God is restoring two things our identity as a church, we are the bride of Christ when you talk bad about church you're talking bad about the bride, let's stop it Second thing, our identity as leaders, how our attitude should be. We are just unworthy servants. Amen? So let's get this right and expect Him to do even greater things than we've ever seen before in this year 2024. Amen? God bless you. God bless you.